What's up everyone? Welcome to the Decan Show and this is a series called Legal-ish. It's a series where we talk about all the legal questions that we have or you may have and we do so every week with everyone's favorite lawyer, Ahmed Oda. Welcome to your tribe. Oh, hello and what's good everybody? Welcome to another session of Legal-ish with none other than one of our favorite lawyers, actually my only favorite lawyer, Ahmed Oda. What's good? Hey guys, everything's all right. <laughs> Still surviving, so yeah. I missed you, man. It's been a while. Yeah, I miss you too. It has been a while, and um, bit of bit of a rocky uh, past a few months, I could say, right? Uh, oh, for the for, for the country and for the businesses, still, you know, not much has changed. Well, we're here. We're here to cover the stories and discuss it from a legal standpoint and see what's good with the law. And obviously, as always, Reem is here. Hi, Reem. What up? What up? What up? Hello. I haven't seen you in a minute. What's going on? How you been? I've been wonderful. I am uh, quarantining still, and uh, that's where I'm going to stay for a little bit, as it seems. <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> we're good. It's a vibe. The quarantine games. Yeah, yeah. Strong. That's level, where it's at. Level 35. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my favorite nice. competitor. All right. So we got a very interesting story to cover. And we're going to be diving deep into this one. I mean, we've been hearing all kinds of news about businesses since COVID kicked off, since March, with all the changes that have been happening around us. And, you know, some things are opening up slowly. It's been somewhat of good news for some businesses, bad news for others, a bit of back and forth for a lot of them. One of the main ones that's currently stealing all the headlines is none other than Arab Tech. For those that don't know, Arab Tech is a juggernaut, a, a giant of the industry, uh, one of the largest contracting companies in the entire region. Let's let, let's just actually put it into some perspective for some of our listeners who are not in the UAE. Um, Arab Tech handles some of the largest construction projects that you've seen mark the UAE. So, um, you know, uh, when we look at the brand of tourism, you know, that uh, that people see all around the world that they know as Dubai, you're actually going to see the Burj Khalifa. You're going to see so many of those pieces that have been built by Arab Tech um, and or have Arab Tech's fingerprint on it in some way. So they're quite massive. And they are currently pursuing a liquidation following a loss of 794 million dirhams, which is approximately equal to $213 million, and which was a loss that they've incurred in the first half of 2020. And at the time of the liquidation vote, um, it has reported that Arab Tech Construction has a portfolio of 22 projects under construction at the moment. And those are worth a combined $5.2 billion. So major news. Like, I don't think I've heard of something in this at this magnitude in the UAE, um, which I thought was very interesting. But like, before we kind of get into the details of it, Ahmed, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, well, Arab Tech didn't come as a surprise to me. I've heard about the the company going on, you know, being in a, in a rocky place for quite some time now. And it's not just Arab Tech, it's other construction companies as well. And I really hope that this doesn't spark a uh, an avalanche of of other construction companies following following suit. 
But um, this is a typical uh, uh, scenario. It's very similar to NMC in which the the company using its, um, uh, you know, the, the, because of the size of the projects it was handling, leveraged its uh, its projects and, you know, and the way that business so that they can gain uh, uh, favor with the with Mubadala and with uh, many of the major government banks. Um, and then only to have mismanaged the 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 funds that is is received from Mubadala and the, uh, the the banks, be it foreign or local, and um, reaching a point where they can't pay the uh, they can't pay the secured loans uh, as well as their unsecured loans, and then they had the shareholders had to take had to take a call to liquidate, and this exact same thing happened with an MC, as an MC was actually fully functioning was fine, but then but then after. You know the reports show that they've actually over leveraged and overexposed themselves through through all the loans that they've taken, and that's that that was the shocker that was to everybody. They had no idea, no one had a, a, an inkling of an idea that how you know a company as large as NMC had over six billion dollars of um, of loans that they didn't know how to pay off. So that is uh, that's Arab Tech, and now it seems like the banks are also going to pull out, or at least they're they're going to call in in their securities and um, leaving the 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 ones that are at the loss mostly the ones the the unsecured creditors is that a result of this becoming public information and being covered by all kinds of media right now mm-hmm. yeah because Arab tech is a public co- company so the fact that the shareholders took that call to liquidate had to go public there's no other uh, no other way for them to hide it um but now, now that is the decision has been made. Of course, there's going to be a lot of uh, there's a lot of discussion over whether whether the company will be restructured or whether it be liquidated, dissected, and we are yet to find out. But um, the good thing is that uh, Arab Tech has a lot of assets um, in the market, so it is possible to to restructure some of the assets and see if we can they can uh, they can salvage something. Um, so people are actually saying that this is, when I say people, I mean the media is actually saying that this is the first and largest case to test the insolvency law in the UAE since it came into practice. Is that statement true? Is this really the first case to test the insolvency law? No, absolutely not. There was tons of other cases, um, those in the past and those that are ongoing as well. But I think what the what the uh, government uh, is doing these days is, is testing out um, different ways of restructuring by consolidating um, all the assets of a particular organization uh, with the Abu Dhabi global markets. Um, and um, and they, they appoint a restructuring company, like a liquidate, not a liquidating company, but a, um, a company to restructure their assets. Um, so this way, it kind of falls outside the uh, commercial company's law and the bankruptcy laws of the UAE and goes to the sort of the common law jurisdiction uh, within ADGM. Um, and then they could uh, sort of maneuver, uh, I suppose, you know, in a better fashion, more international way than um, than the local laws. So the answer is, is it actually going to be, you know, uh, is going to test the local laws? I'm not so sure about that because I don't think the UAE local laws are going to apply this time around. Okay. So I think that's something that, you know, the, it's an interesting thing because, the way it's being written is slightly misleading, and it's being written across multiple points in the media uh, to say this is the first and largest. But 
it, you know, that when I read it, I said, I did say, I don't think it's going to go that route. And that's the way the law plays out, not just in the UAE, I think in many other countries, um, the practice of it and how it's written is not necessarily, you know, it's, it's never a straight line. I don't think. Yeah. For, for a company that big, I'm sure the government will, uh, will step in, um, to organize its, uh, the, the assets in such a manner where they don't get, um, too much, too diluted, too, too quickly. Right. Something that big at this magnitude, this is going to run for quite a while, isn't it? I mean, from your experience, how long does something like this would take? Um, I mean, it's a few years, isn't it? Yeah, minimum, I could say minimum three to five years. Wow. Something similar to what Drake and Scholar are going through at the moment. Just, um, from a business standpoint, operations, how does that go? Continues it normal until a decision's been made or what happens? Yeah, it's business as usual. I mean, the one thing that's going to affect it more, uh, more than anything else is the is the cash. So if you're if you're a supplier or a subcontractor of um, of the company and you you know you're you're owed a particular sum, and you have ongoing projects, then you know that you have to take a call as to whether you will continue those projects on the basis that that com- that that you don't know whether Arab Tech is going to pay you or not, uh, depending on the cash reserves and. You know, because now they're they have uh, directives that are more important than um, than paying off unsecured creditors. So uh, that's the the worrying bit. However, I mean, when it comes to these, especially in these times when uh, when there's a crisis and you know big companies fall, that that means that there's a there's a a, a big gap in the market for new companies to take over, um, rather than keeping it as more of an oligarchy of sorts. So um, we have to see what happens. What kind of impact are we looking at with a company the size liquidating? A lot of unsecured creditors, creditors won't get paid and they'll be also uh, uh, forced to file uh, civil cases against Arab Tech and, and uh, any other subsidiaries that they have. Uh, similarly, the banks are also going to be, um, you know, uh, calling in their uh, securities as well. So there's civil cases on that front as well. And then the, you have the staff. Now, I, we don't know if, um, if their staff are going to st- stay on the payroll or not. And if, those, uh, if the staff are not going to get paid then, uh, or get made redundant, then they'll file cases as well. So um, it's going to take some time for, for all this to, to get cleaned up. And especially since Arab Tech has already like, has ongoing projects. And they're worth a lot. Of, like, I mean, these are massive projects, 22 of them. I mean, you've got... Definitely the address hotel, the Tiara Palm Hotel and Residences. I mean, these are massive landscape projects. Akoya Oxygen, which is an entire um, residential compound space of villas and apartments. I mean, these are these are all massive projects that they've that they've developed, um, and they still have ongoing uh, twenty two more. Right? That I mean, simply the dollar value says it all. It's at worth five point two billion dollars of ongoing projects. So this is definitely going to be an interesting one to see. I mean, and I also believe that their their work bleeds into all different industries. They're they're that big that their work impacts other industries that have nothing to do with construction, you know. Um the media agencies, ad agencies for example that are contracted, those are also you know, subcontractors that are part of their projects. Um, you're looking at securities, families. Security, that are, janitors, 
Yeah. You know, there's a there's a whole universe that falls under each one of these conglomerates. And I think what we sometimes forget is there's also a gig economy that's completely supported um, by, you know, new tech. So, for example, uh, urban company, which has made services, though, they you know, if 42,000 people lose their jobs, there's going to be a significant amount of, um, you know, income that's not going into the gig economy anymore. So we do feel that um, on the sidelines. And so I think the impact is going to be across so many strata, you know, so like so many parts. And I'd like to keep updated on this as we go. I think that over the next few episodes and as the story progresses, we'll definitely be covering it throughout and let's see how it unfolds. But it is on another note, mental health week this week, I believe. It's a really big in our world, in our universe, as we're trying to shape a new, um, more responsible Arab world, mental health has to be a part of our conversations naturally so that we can find, you know, solutions uh, for people who need it the most. Uh, And so this question is uh, from one of our listeners who says, uh, I'm an engineer working with a private company in Dubai for the last seven years. And for the past eight months, I've been going through some mental health issues and I'm seeking some treatment. Uh, My company knows about this treatment because I was citing mental health issues on several occasions where I needed to take leave. Now, due due to the COVID-19 situation and the uncertainties surrounding the crisis, I am under severe stress and anxiety and it affected my work negatively. Last week, my company terminated my services. So the question is, is it illegal is or is it legal to fire an employee who has mental health issues? Do I have the legal right to keep my job as long as I am capable mm. of delivering work requirements? Now, the last statement that he made that before before asking the questions is, I am under severe stress and anxiety, and it affected my work. So, that so the, why is he asking the question? Do I have legal right to keep my job as long as I'm capable of delivering my work my work requirements? Now. It's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit conflicting there because it might seem that as far as the company is concerned, and if they, if, you know, they terminated services because, because that the mental issues affected his work, then that might, it might be uh, something that is a, a, a termination for cause. But if um, he explained to them his mental health issues and he was really open about them and they used it as an excuse to, to terminate his services, then of course that is that is um, unjustifiable and that is un- arbitrary termination. Um, there is nothing in the labor law that says that you you're you know that the employer is permitted to fire or to, or terminate an employee just because that they have mental mental issues, anxiety, stress, whatever disorder that might be. But you know it has been proven time and time again that anxiety and stress do affect your work. If you if you carry them with you to work, and that's for sure going to affect your work and you know the people around you. It might be the case that that it it actually did spill into his work, despite the fact that he's been getting treatment, and we don't know whether he's received warning letters as a result of the uh, of the work being affected. So that is all yet to be determined. Okay, to to follow up that with a uh, another question, which I think maybe some of the listeners might be thinking, which is that, well, if what if that anxiety has been caused by work? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> now. I mean, because it, it, sometimes it could be the environment, uh, the people you work with, you know, um, unrealistic expectations that could result in um, that could result in anxiety or any other forms of um, mental health issues. Well, everybody perceives work um, and uh, pressure at work differently. 
And um, it might just be that this particular uh, person wasn't able to cope with the with the anxiety and stress that came with the work that the the responsibilities that he had at work, and he was he had to he had to seek um, uh, professional help. But um, if uh, if he was if he was to be terminated just because the stress got to him, and that he couldn't he couldn't handle it. That's something that is that really goes back to the policy, the internal policy of the company. Do they have any policies to 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 handle uh, uh, people that are under stress and pressure? Do they do they give them uh, paid leave and you know send them on a break or something? But if they don't, and then they just go you know do a cut and dry termination approach, then that is not legal. That is not legal. If it's if it hasn't affected the work, it's not legal, um, and it wouldn't make any sense. I wonder what stresses he actually had to go through. Yeah. But the point I think overall as a summary is that obviously if you are to, if you are to be terminated then there should be due process that's put in place. It can't just happen as a result, you know, as a as a clean cut. There has to be the process that's legal that's put in place by your employer and uh, also if it does come to a point where your health issues are impacting your work and it and it is showing a degradation in your work, I think that's also a personal note that you might have to take to see maybe this it, you it, you might need to take some time, take a sabbatical if possible, and really readjust uh, to accommodate for what is happening internally because that that part of your health is so precious, and I think that's what we're learning now, especially as a result of COVID. Yeah. And as a company, I mean, I think I urge every company in the UAE to just take care of their team and make sure that their, you know, their mental, uh, mental health is being taken care of, especially right now, because we're all going through stuff. And, um, and this is something that most people don't talk about the mental health and, and stress that people that we're all going through during COVID. And the thing is, it's going, to, it's staying. So we have to learn to cope with it right now. This is the, what is it? Seven month wall. So like if you're if you're running a marathon, this is it's been seven months now. You know, this this whole thing started in March. So as far as marathons go, this is when you'd start to hit the wall. And if you can break past this, it just becomes normal, I guess. Yeah. Find 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 your second wind or your second leg of the race. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Find your way past the wall. Definitely. I think. And I think this is a great point for us to wrap up this week's session with. We have a lot of stories to cover over the next few weeks. Um, Arab Tech is going to be making a reoccurring appearance as the story unfolds, which I'm I'm excited to see. I think there's going to be a lot of case studies and learnings for many of us from it that we can benefit from. So we'll keep you updated on it as we see what's going on. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Cancho's Legal-ish with Ahmed Oda. We'll be back next week to answer some of more, uh, more of your legal questions. And please feel free to drop us any questions you guys might have. You can reach us at hello at thecanmedia.com or you can just slide in our DMs. We're at The Can Show across all social media platforms. And as always, we promise we'll keep it anonymous and we'll say we'll keep you guys posted. Bye. Stay tuned. Peace. <laughs>
You can holla at us on all social media platforms at The Can Show. We'd love to hear from you. Or you could drop us an email to hello at thecanmedia.com. Salam.